God, thank you for pulling us. Anybody else in the room just thankful for the pull? I don't know about you, but it's been some days God had to just pull on me. He had to pull me out of bed. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Let's, God, I thank you for the pull. The, the pull, yeah, you pulled me through some stuff. Some some stuff I'm too ashamed to talk about. Some some stuff I wish nobody knew about. Some, some stuff I wish I didn't have to live with. But God, listen, you've been a steady... A steady pull. God, we thank you for the pull. God, we we thank you for the pull. Pull. Hallelujah. The book of Ezekiel. Beginning with chapter 11. We're going to read verses 19 and 20. Ezekiel 11, beginning with verses 19 and 20. And it reads these words. The word of the Lord says that I will give them a desire to respect me completely. I will put a new way for them to think inside of them. I will take out the stubborn heart like stone from their bodies. Then I will give them an obedient heart of flesh. Then they will live by my rules. They will obey my laws and keep them. They will be my people. And I will be their God. If Reverend Aletha were preaching today, She would say that the grass may wither and the flowers may fade, but the word of God will stand forever. Be seated in this place. A real great big God bless you. It's so good to see everybody. What do they, uh, you know, what the seasoned saints say, you know, it's so good to be seen and, and not viewed. Amen. To God be the glory. So it's good that we get to see each other, Deacon Ford. Is that all right? (laughs) To God be the glory. Listen, listen, listen here. I, uh, I know that it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, right? But I, I felt I felt this shift in my spirit. I felt God, uh, and I felt like I needed to uh, I needed to share this with you because I needed you to hear some good heart advice. Y'all ready? Some good good heart advice. Some good heart advice. I uh, I just felt like it was it was important for you to know this uh, because it could save your life. It could save your life. According to the Franklin Institute of Cardiovascular Disease, the number one killer in America, believe it or not, is not murder and it's not alcohol. The number one killer in America, it's not domestic violence, nor is it arson. But the number one killer in America right now is heart disease. People are dying every day from a bad heart. Studies show that nearly half of all of U.S. adults are considered to have some type of cardiovascular disease. 
Did y'all get that? Nearly half of all U.S. adults from high blood pressure, which is also known as hypertension, can lead to a heart attack, uh, can lead to stroke and heart failure. Uh, And it says now that nearly every half adult, every half adult will, will have a heart disease. Hardening of the arteries, congestive heart failure, and other heart conditions are the leading killers among Americans. And why this study, while this study is referring to uh, some physical heart disease, some of us also suffer from what I call spiritual heart disease. I want to use as a subject today in the topic of today's message, I've got a heart condition. Yeah, I've I've got a heart condition. I've got I've got a heart condition. Heart is used in scripture uh, as the most comprehensive term for the authentic person. Uh, it is the part of our being where we desire. Uh, it's the part of our being where we deliberate. It's the part of our being where we also decide. And the heart now, it, uh, it speaks of the seat. The heart is the seat or the center of our emotions. And sometimes, uh, sometimes to speak of our, our, our inner spirit, right? Refer to as our, our inner spirit, our personality. That, that, in other words, is talking about the total person, the total heart of an individual. Y'all with me so far? Uh, as, as a matter of fact, the heart, becomes the mental center the heart because uh, the heart begins to know the heart begins to understand and the heart begins to reflect in other words the heart also uh remembers yeah, the heart, the heart remembers. And so uh, this emotional seat that our heart sits in, it is the source of our joy, the heart, the source of our pain, the heart, the source of our courage, the heart, the source of our sorrow and our fear. And here's what I need you to understand today, because the Bible speaks of, of all kind of hearts in the Bible. It speaks of all kind of hearts, because uh, anywhere that you go in life, Lori, anywhere that you go in life, you'll encounter some heart conditions. Yeah, you will, Ty. You'll, you'll encounter you'll encounter some heart conditions. Uh, and so the Bible now talks about and describes all of these different kinds of hearts. The Bible talks about a willing heart, a wicked heart. It talks about a trembling heart, a true heart. It talks about a glad heart. It talks about a perfect heart, a pure heart, a proud heart, a perverse heart, a fool's heart, a fearful heart, a free heart. The Bible talks about a double heart. The Bible talks about a deceived heart. The Bible talks about a clean heart, a contrite heart. The Bible talks about a broken heart and a beast heart. The Bible talks about an evil heart, a sound heart heart, a merry heart, even a rebellious heart. And lastly, the Bible talks about a new heart. Yeah. And just like, just like the Bible speaks about all of, all of these kinds of hearts, uh, people also suffer from all kinds of heart conditions. People suffer from all kinds of heart conditions. We, we covered a little bit of the physical heart conditions that people struggle with, but there are many people, uh, myself included, that have struggled through life because of heart conditions. People leading everyday lives have heart conditions. There are 
people, do you know that there are people who come to church every Sunday, whether they show up in person or online, and they still suffer from a heart condition? Y'all going to talk back to me. In many ways, we have all suffered from heart conditions because not all of us have suffered and struggled through the same heart condition. Some of us have suffered through uh, clogged arteries. Y'all know a thing about clogged arteries? And clogged arteries happens when our hearts get clogged up with all of the wrong stuff like unforgiveness. When our arteries, the heart arteries get clogged up with things like bitterness and regret. And sometimes our hearts are clogged up even with customs and traditions. But the Spirit of the Lord is saying in our text today that that there is a new thing that's being placed on the inside of the people of God. And so even when it doesn't look like it's done yet, God is about to do something different. And so sometimes our hearts are clogged up with the wrong attitude. Sometimes our heart gets clogged up with the wrong perspective and even half-hearted habits. Yeah, I don't know about anybody else, but every now and then I'm subject to have a heart condition. Then there are some of those that suffer from the hardening of arteries. Y'all know anything about the hardening of arteries? That, that's when you can't forgive the people that have wronged you. Yeah, yeah, your arteries have gotten all hardened. That, that's the hardening of arteries, re- refusing to bless those that curse you. When, when you haven't graduated to that place, then you, you may have a heart condition known as the hardening of arteries. And you, you may not realize this. Can I give you this real quick? This, 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 this beauty, this beauty trend that I need you to stay up on. You, you may not realize it, but, but the hardening of arteries, it ages people more than stress. Just, uh, don't, don't look at nobody. Just close your eyes and just say, how you looking? Yeah, yeah. How how you looking when 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 our arteries have have been hardened? And sometimes too, uh, I know that we've talked about heart arteries. We've talked about heart issues, but sometimes we just end up dealing with a weak heart. Any anybody ever just had a weak heart? Anybody going going to be honest? Where you've had uh, weak heart muscles? Uh, and weak heart muscles sometimes can happen uh, where where you don't exercise the heart muscle enough. Yeah, yeah. In other words, you're not working your faith. The, the way to exercise the heart muscle is to work it. You, you've got to stretch your faith. You've got to be willing to allow your faith to expand much like a muscle. If, if, you're, if you aren't working the muscle, the muscle begins to weaken. So sometimes you've got you've to activate even, even the heart muscle. And uh, a lot of us, a lot of us, we, 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 we have the desire to see but a lot of us don't don't we don't stir yeah, we, we, we have the desire to see. We want to see the things of God. We, we want to see what it is that we believe God is doing in our life. But with an improper heart condition, it disables us from the ability to stir. And so you've got to understand that seeing and stirring go together. Uh, for me to see something that I've got my eyes set on, I've got to be willing to stir it up in order to get there. That, that's why Timothy says now that we've got to stir up Stir up, stir up the gift, stir up, stir up the gift. And so ask yourself right now in this moment, I know, I know you're seeing some stuff, but what are you stirring? 
Yeah, I know. I know you're seeing some stuff, but but what are you stirring? Can can we move on to the next group of of heart conditions? The the next group of of heart conditions because uh, there also uh, are, are times where we suffer from a heart condition known as an irregular heartbeat. Y'all y'all know anything about an irregular heartbeat? And uh, an, an individual that has an irregular heartbeat, the, these type of people are prone to go missing in action. Y'all y'all know what I'm talking about? They they have an inconsistent pattern of what they say and what they do. I, I think that they love us, but every now and then they skip a beat. They, they've got an irregular heartbeat. And, and some folk, maybe they don't have an irregular heartbeat. Some folk, they just got a little bit of too much fluid around the heart. Yeah, yeah. And too much fluid around the heart, Marcus, happens when, when you hold grudges. Yeah, you've got a whole lot of fluid around the heart where, where you can't move on. You're, you're stuck in yesterday. Everyone else has moved on with your life, but you're, you're still upset about the thing that happened yesterday. And so you need now to get rid of the fluid that's around your heart. You, you know when fluid starts clogging up in your body, it starts making you a look a little bit puffy. Some of us are looking a little bit stuffed up because of the fluid that we're still holding on to. But, but Paul said now that I've got to forget the things that are behind me and I've got to press toward the mark that is up ahead. And so we've got to let go of the stuff that happened way back when. We we still holding on the stuff, Byron, that happened when Diddy and J-Lo was together. We we gotta let that mess go. We gotta let it, we gotta let it go. Uh, and some of us, yeah, we, we suffer now from, from this weak heart. This weak heart, it happens sometimes where we love the wrong things. You Have you ever just loved the wrong stuff? You knew it wasn't good for you. You knew you didn't need it. You knew it meant you no, no good, but, but a weak heart will have you coming on back to the same stuff and we look up and we've spent more energy on stuff that has left us weak. Listen, but the Bible says now that what then does it profit a man to gain the whole world that he loses his soul? Don't don't be looking for the wrong stuff that you lose your soul in the process. Some sometimes too though we've we've been half-hearted. Yeah, we've we've been half-hearted. Uh, and half-hearted uh, is what the Bible now describes as uh, as as lukewarm. Yeah, that's that's what a half-hearted heart is. Uh, a half-hearted heart is is a lukewarm individual. I'm I'm not here to beat up on anybody. I just I just want us all to be clear about where we stand in the circle of life. Amen. Some of us though, we've 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 uh, we've gotten a bit lukewarm. And lukewarm is when uh, you you aren't exactly hot. Uh, and and you aren't exactly cold, but but you're you're somewhere in between. You you we 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 become a little bit of this, and we become a little bit of that. But when it comes to God, it's all or nothing. For God, I live, and for God, I die. We can't be halfway committed. We we can't be halfway with this thing. We can't be halfway dedicated. But uh, in other words, we we can't we can't we can't straddle the fence. Yeah, that's 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 a recipe for 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 a bad a bad heart. And so now when when the word heart is used in the Bible again, it's it's referring to the center, to the core of an individual, an individual's mental, emotional, and spiritual life. And so when we when we talk about the word heart, it's 
it's more than just the blood that is uh, pumping, pumping blood into the organ in our chest. But, but the Bible speaks of, of the heart, uh, not referring just to blood and an organ, but it refers to an individual and their entire being. Yeah, an individual and and their entire and their entire being, and and the reason why I believe that God put so much focus and emphasis on uh, a healthy heart and heart conditions because it's on the heart where change begins. Yeah, real real change doesn't take place on the outside. Baby, you can buy you a new booty, you can buy you new hands and new arms, but but real change takes place on the inside. It's on the inside that counts. And listen, I just believe that if we really get the inside right, that the outside will be all right. But we sometimes we misstep a little bit and we put more work on the outside than we do on the inside. And and really any chains that will be lasting, any chains that will be lingering, any chains that will be permanent and consistent, it can't start with the outside because the outside will always fade and wither, but it's the inside that God preserves, right? Uh, in fact, the Bible says what? That man looks at the outside, but God looks at the heart. And so as the spiritual center, uh, there are three things I just want to lift up really, 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 really quick. Uh, just these three things as it relates to uh, a heart condition. And I believe that uh, in these three things that God deals and operates with us in our heart, uh, God does three things. God tries the heart. God sees the heart and God rewards the heart. Okay, God tries the heart, God sees the heart, and God rewards the heart. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, that man looks at the outside, but God looks on the inside. Can we read it? But the Lord said to Samuel, look not on his countenance. In other words, don't, don't look at his stature, don't look at his physique, don't look at uh, how stacked they are on the height of them, uh, because God says, I refuse to look at that. For the Lord uh, said, sees, for the Lord doesn't see humans as we see humans, for man looks at the outer appearance, but it's God that looks at the heart. I thought about the best way, how can I explain this in a way that we all could really understand and comprehend when we say that man looks at the outside, but God looks at the heart. Do you remember, anybody remember in the room the days when you were in grade school? Y'all remember the days when you were in grade school, like elementary school? school, middle school, and uh, you remember those days that you would, you would sit in class all day learning. You sit in class all day learning. And let me, just a quick side note, Anna, I don't know, I don't know what these kids are learning in school these days. Listen, every, every time I turn around, these kids is out of school. Do you hear me? I had to come up with all kind of excuses and lies and medical reasons to stay home. So let me put it like this, once upon a time, right? When we went to school, we'd be in school all day long. Y'all remember them days where you went Monday to Friday? And uh, you would learn, Terrence, let's let me know when I go a little bit off script here, but Monday through Thursday is when the teacher would give all of the curriculum. Monday through Thursday is when the teacher would give all of the educational assistance and knowledge that he or she had to share with the students. That was Monday through Thursday. But does anybody know what would happen on Friday? Friday, say it. 
Friday was the test day. Y'all going to get this in just a minute. They showed up. We would show up at Monday through Thursday to receive all the information we needed. We, we'd sit there all day, get everything that they needed us to download. We would then go back home so the information could be reinforced. Uh, but then we would show up on Friday, Terrence, because Friday, though, would be different unlike all the rest of the week because Monday through Thursday, we spent the week learning. But Friday was test day. And Friday was test day because Friday was the only way to test the knowledge that you had now received Monday through Thursday. Are y'all with me here? Uh, In other words, the teacher couldn't determine how much information you really had retained. And so the only way to gauge what stuck and what didn't stick was by way of a test. Y'all with me? I need you to understand today that God will try the heart. In other words, it's much like a test. Yeah, yeah, God will try the heart through a series of tests. Because the heart can't be seen, the only way to measure the accuracy of the heart is to test the heart. The heart tests come in through things that we call, uh, what do we call them? We call them tests. We call them trials. We call them circumstances. We call them situations. uh, We call them the unexpected. We call them the unknown. This is what we call things that that try the heart. But but there's, 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 there's joy in God trying the heart. And I want you to get this because uh, a great indicator uh, that you are beating up on what was intended to beat you is when you're still alive to talk about what tried you. Anybody, anybody in the room that can say, listen, God, you pulled me through some stuff. Oh, I, I had some stuff that tried me. I had some stuff that tried my heart. But the fact that I've outlasted what tried me and I'm still able to talk about it, I'm still able to testify because of it. Anybody in the room, I know it's breast cancer month, but I got an itching suspicion that we got a whole bunch of other survivors in the room. We, we got a whole bunch of survivors on the live stream that can testify listen I have survived some stuff that tried tried to tried to take tried to take my heart uh, and listen I need you to get this because after your heart has been tried uh, after your heart has been tried that is when your heart is seen after your heart has been tried uh, the heart is is now is now seen uh, really 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 quick am I am I the only one that's that's glad that God like sees us like glad that God sees all of us right I know I know we got we got some relationships that we fostered with with other people out in the world and I know that they they see the aesthetic uh, they see the representative uh, and they even see what we're willing to share but is anybody really in the room glad that God sees all of us yeah, God, God sees, sees all of us. Uh, and what, what that means when, when I say that God sees all of us, uh, uh, that means, according to 1 Samuel, where God looks at the heart, even while others are looking at the outer appearance, uh, is that the heart means more to God uh, than what's going on in our head. Let me, let me put it like this. Uh, it, it matters more to God what goes on in our heart than what goes on in our head. Yeah, y'all, y'all got that? Y'all got that piece? Um, 
maybe the problem you're having isn't as a result of what's going on in your heart. Maybe the problem that you're having is what's going on in the head. Yeah, yeah. We, we've been created, the Bible says now, to lead not with our mind, but to lead with our heart. Genesis, uh, John 3.16 puts it like this, that for God so loved the world, uh, God so loved the world that he gave. In other words, God carried us. God loved us so much that God was willing to carry us in his heart. He carried us in his heart to the cross. He carried us in his, uh, to the cross. Uh, he carried us in his heart all the way up to his death, burial, and resurrection. It starts in the heart. Let me ask this question. Has your heart and your head ever been conflicted y'all talk back to me has there ever been a conflict am I and maybe I'm just all by myself where where what I had in my heart Terrence listen can I just be real uh, what was going on in my heart was something completely different than what was going on in my head any anybody else gonna be honest in here or y'all gonna just act like y'all always had it together y'all came from a good family y'all didn't have them type of problems that I had okay okay but listen I've had some moments when what was going on in my heart and what was going on in my head was in direct conflict with each other uh, where my heart wanted one thing, but my head wanted something else. Has your heart ever told you one thing, but your head is telling you another? Like, I know my heart told me to forgive you. I know I know my heart told me to forgive people that, that do me dirty, but but my head wants to lay hands. I, I just want somebody to talk back to me. Listen, my, my heart is telling me to forgive, but, but my head wants me to do something else. Anybody know what I'm talking about where I've been conflicted? I'm, I'm conflicted in my heart. And whenever there's a conflict in your heart and your head, God needs you to understand that that's why you can't always trust your head. You can't always trust your head. Uh, see, when you when you got saved, do y'all remember the prayer of salvation uh, that they taught us? Whenever you accept God, I don't uh, I don't ever remember praying the prayer uh, for God for you to come into my mind. Uh, but the prayer of salvation says what? That God come into my God, come into, come into, come into my heart. That's, that's where I need you to be. I need you to be God in, in my heart. And, and the problem with some of us is, uh, 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 some of us, we're, we're still working on, uh, we're, we, we're still working on this heart thing because, uh, we've, we've accepted Jesus in, into our hearts, but where we live is in our head. Can, can I say that again? We've, we've accepted Jesus. I'm going to lower my voice so y'all get this. We've, we've accepted Jesus in our hearts, but where we still live is in our heads. We, we show up every day leading from our heads and not from our hearts. We, we show up through life every day leading from our head and not from our heart. But, but God now doesn't look necessarily at the head. The Bible says that God's priority now is, is our heart. And so if God sees the heart, then I've got to return my heart so that my heart can prepare my mind for what God is ready to do next. Y'all with me here? I can't 
can't, I can't allow my mind to lead my heart. I've got to let my heart lead my mind. If my heart is leading my mind, then my mind will, then my heart will prepare my mind for the next level. So, so, so I've got to stay not in my mind, but I've got to stay in my heart. Now hear me, I'm not, I'm in no way telling you to go out through life just completely absent-minded and voided of operating with a sound mind. Trust me, God gave you a good sound mind and use it. But the point I'm making is that you don't put your mind before you put your heart. Lord, I want to be a Christian. Y'all remember that? Listen, not, not in a title, not in a certificate, not in anything else. God, I want to be, I want to be a Christian, not in my hands. I, I want to be a Christian, not in my feet. But the songwriter said, Lord, I want to be a Christian in, in my heart. So in order to regain control of my mind, I've got to be in tuned and living from the heart. Yeah. I've I've got a heart condition. <laughs> my my heart can tell me to calm down, but but my head is telling me to go off. Uh my my heart is telling me to forgive, but my head is telling me to hold on. My, my heart is telling me that it's, it's time to move on, but, but my head is telling me to, listen, let me just stay a little bit longer. We've, we've got to be willing to lead. As long as I'm operating from my head, I'm missing my heart uh, because, because the heart is what, what gets the head together. Yeah. Uh, and you need to understand that the only way to real and meaningful breakthrough is through, is through the heart. The only way to fix what's been broken is that, God, you begin to do it. You begin to do it in my heart. And, and that's why it's important that God sees the heart. Sometimes we can, we can show other people our heart, and they'll exploit it. Sometimes we can show people our heart, and they'll, they'll take advantage of it. Sometimes we can, we can show people our heart, Mark, and they can break it and mismanage it. But when you, when you show God your heart, God sees your heart. Yeah, that's, that's what God is after. God isn't after all of the other stuff. God's after your heart. I, I declare today I might not have the most money. I might not be the best looking. I might not have that many followers. I might not be the best. I might not be the most talented. I might not always get it right. But one thing I will give you, I will give you my heart. One, one thing that God can count on is that God can count on, listen, that we will lead with, with our heart. I told you I've got a heart condition. Can can God use your heart? Can God can God use can God use your heart? Where uh, where'd your heart go? Where'd your heart go? Where's where's your heart for God? Where's your heart for God's people? Where's your heart for worship? 
Yeah. And lastly, God tries the heart. God sees the heart. And lastly, instead of God wrecking our heart, the Bible says that God rewards the heart. Yeah, he he rewards the heart. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, puts it like this, that without faith, it's impossible to please God. For anyone who comes to God must believe that God is and that the Lord is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Simply put, only a believer can please God. And so in this season of your life, as you have been tried, as you have been seen, Will you, will you allow God to reward even just the things that are going on in your heart? I know other folk have judged, other folk have casted opinions, but the good news is that God looks at the heart. Listen, and not only does God look at the heart, but God will reward God what's in the heart. So in this moment, God, our prayer and our petition is that, God, you will do whatever it is that you need to do in our hearts. It's a whole lot of stuff. God, that we are asking you for. Where, where's low when we need them? Listen, it's a whole lot of stuff that God, we're believing you for. And some of us are believing God for more money. And that, that's all right. Some of us are believing God to enlarge our territory. And that's all right too. Some of us are believing God to restore some things. But is there anybody in the room that says, listen, God, what I'm looking for is that God, you give me a clean heart. I, I got some stuff, God, that I repent pit for God I got I got some stuff in my heart and it it's caused a heart condition God it it's clogged my arteries up a little bit it it's got a weak heart for me God I I need you to come in God and do your best work oh God anybody in the room says that listen God I'm a diligently seeking you God and that that God you will not just reward me with money God you won't just reward me with fame oh God you won't just reward me with with influence but God what I need God God, I, I need you to reward my heart, God. My, my head is turned toward you, God. My heart is toward you, oh God. It was you, God, that pulled me through. And so, God, in this moment, we stretch our hand to you. And our hand is toward you, oh God, because our heart is toward you. Anybody need the reward, God? God, listen, I, I know what you're going to do in my family. I know what you're going to do in my house. I know what you're going to do in my future. I believe what you'll do with my children. But it's me, oh God, standing in the need. God, I need you to touch my heart. God, create in me a clean, a clean, a clean, a clean heart. He's a rewarder. God is a rewarder of those that will diligently seek him. And so I know that we go out and we're looking for relief from people and we're looking for relief in places. But is anybody saying, God, I will seek you. God, I will look for you. God, I will search for you. I won't stay stuck in what I'm in, but God, I'm looking for you. And not just with my mind and not just in my hands, but God, I'm looking for you with my with my whole heart. That's it. The Bible says 
Bible says that when you knock for God, you'll find God. When you search for God with your whole heart. The idea today is to encourage myself and encourage somebody else. That what God is after, what God is looking for, is your heart. I know, I know you just gave to the church, but God's after your heart. I know, I know you just sent some money through Cash App, but God is after your heart. There, there isn't enough money that you can give. There isn't enough good things that you can do. It's not enough kind things that you can say to people what God is after, what God is looking for, what God is trying and seeing and rewarding is those that will diligently seek God with their hope. And so in this moment, we say, God, take whatever out of our heart that shouldn't be. God, remove whatever shouldn't be there. God, take, take away the secrets that have, that have been haunting and plaguing me all of my life. God, remove it from my heart. God, remove, remove the things that I've become desensitized to. Oh, God, remove it from my heart. God, remove any childhood trauma that has kept me stuck and stagnant from moving forward. God, remove it from my heart. Whatever bitterness, whatever unforgiveness, whatever doubt, whatever fear that I have kept attached and tethered to me, God, we ask that you will sever it in the name of Jesus and give us a clean heart, oh God. God, we, our lips are toward you and our praise is toward you, but God, today we turn our heart toward you, God. You, you're not after our praise, God. You're not after our money. You're not after our things. You're not after our possessions, but what God is looking for, what God is searching for is for men and women of God that will say, God, I'm not perfect, but God, I give you my heart heart. God, I've got some stuff, but God, I give you my heart. God, I've got some sins, but I give you my heart. God, I've got some setbacks, but I give you my heart. God, I've got some stubbornness, but I give you my heart. God, I've got some mess, but I give you my heart. God, I've got some habits, but take my heart. I've got some things, oh God, that cause me to miss the mark, but what I give you, God, is my heart. God, here's my heart, God. Take it and try it. Here's my my heart God take it and see it here's my heart God take it and break it here's my heart God take it and reward it oh God break us and mend us shape us into what you want us to be oh God so that our heart looks like you not just our hands not just our feet not just our money not just our influence but God we give you our heart here's my heart As broken as it is, God, I give you my heart. As shattered as, as the heart has become, God, I give you. I give you the pieces. I give you the pieces of my heart. I've, I've got a heart condition. 
I don't know where I got it from. I don't, I don't know if I got the condition from people. I don't know if people caused me to have the heart condition. I don't know if I just wasn't loved the right way that gave me a heart condition. But what I do know is uh, this heart condition, it belongs in the hands of a God that will cherish your heart. In this moment right now, God is looking and is after your heart. I don't know what you did on your way to church. It doesn't even matter. I don't know what brought you up in here. I don't even know what caused you to turn on the stream in this moment. Nothing else matters. What you think, what you said, what matters in this moment is your heart. God isn't after your thoughts, your words, things, or your money. What God is after is your heart. And if you're willing to give God your heart, then listen, God can work with everything everything else that comes with it. But what God is after is the heart, the heart of his people. And so right now we open up the doors of the church and we pray for every heart, every broken heart, every confused heart, every half heart, every shattered heart, every whole heart. God specializes and heart conditions. Come on, we'll pray. We'll pray for your heart. Not only will we pray for your heart, maybe you just want to come down to the altar. You just want to pray and lay hands on yourself. That's all right, too. Come on, God. God's after your heart. Don't, don't leave this place still still broken in the heart. Don't leave this place still bitter in the heart. Don't log off the stream still carrying some stuff in your heart. God, I give you. God, I give you.